welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Floyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Not much is going on. Uh, just ready to lock and load and get this done with. Uh, what's up to all the listeners? We've had a huge week with as far as uh, downloads and movement um, for One Nation Radio all over the world. Um, we had an epic week in wrestling, uh, or epic Monday Night Raw at least. It saved everything. Thank you for clarification. Thank you. Because um, Money in the Bank was a little dry, you know. We both watched it, and we were kind of like, uh. Yeah, needed some seasoning, needed some seasoning. So, basically, we got a mega reset. We got the returns of, you know, Break the walls down! Jericho, Miz, and uh, AJ. Yeah. Um, so, we'll begin with, you know, the the, the biggest story. Uh, John Cena is, the, is a 15-time, you know, world champion. Did you ever think you would hear those words, James? For John Cena? Yes. Well, he's I, one away from Flair. I didn't know of John Cena's existence until like 2006. So, like, by the time I started watching it, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna break that shit. I think I, had, I think I, I think me and you had, I think me and you had joking conversations about this like three, four years ago. Now, yeah, like this dude seems like he, like this dude's always wins. He's like a, ten, he's like a ten, or he's probably like a seven-time champion at the time. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, and yeah, so what I, possibility. Wanna, what I just want to address is he's going to be a twenty-time champion for us all. Yeah, done. he's going to get there. Yeah. Uh, what I want to address is you know I predicted last week on a podcast that Cena would win. I had switched my pick to Orton briefly, but my original pick was Cena. Um, it was the correct pick. Um, anyone have a problem with that? You, you're not as smart as you think you are about wrestling. Um, if you look at that match, the makeup of it, there's eight guys in it. It's a lower tier pay per view, and you don't want, you know, your guys, your your future guys, to get their moment at that stage, do you? That's the whole reason, you know, we kept delaying Dan Bryan shit, right? Well, um, for me personally, uh, I just don't think like any of the other guys are ready. Like the only, like honestly, you look at it like guys is big kayfabe wise. Only realistically, the three guys who could have won. Randy Orton, Cena, or Reigns. Reigns wasn't ready yet, realistically. Um, Orton's always an option. He'll always be an option, and same goes for Cena. Um, so that's why, and that's why I said I picked Orton because I figured they were going to, you know, have a placeholder. They were going to have a placeholder champion, basically. He's going to be mm-hmm. somebody they drop the belt to somebody or whatever, and then we'll see. But they went another direction. They decided to go with Cena again. Um, which I don't have a problem with. Um, Cena kind of was hidden throughout the whole match, and you know the match was was cool. But the uh, I'm sure we both agree. We called it last week that the contract ladder match would definitely be more exciting. Yeah, we knew that going in. Um, like you have, yeah, I mean they had they had Kane. <laughs> Kane just showed up. Yeah, you know. like they. I don't know. Why is Kane tombstoning people now? Uh, like again, like he stopped using the tombstone. It, he basically uses it at his discretion. Yeah. You know. And I, I whip this out, you know, on a yeah. rainy day. Yeah. 
I mean, everyone knows he has it in the in the repertoire. So he's like, eh. you know, I feel it's almost like having two cars. I feel like take I feel like taking out the drop top today. That's right. <laughs> something he, like he that. He left the choke slam in the garage. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins is your new Mr. Money in the Bank, which I'd like to ding myself again. You know, Nostradamus on that. If you saw the last column, um, is this the right guy um, to go forward with with the briefcase? Uh, I mean, that's that's about the only way he's ever going to win it is if he catches in. Does somebody. he look like you know, like when when he threatened mm-hmm. to run out there last night? It just like look, I was like, oh my god, are they really going to do this? But he just doesn't look like. A champion. What do you mean? Like he just looks—he looks like a mid carter like with that with that comic book suit on that he's wearing, and I don't know. He's not ready yet. I mean, but he still has plenty of time. He has three. He has a whole full year to cash in. Mm-hmm. Like the thing we talked about is the thing that killed everybody was de- was uh, two years ago was the fact that uh, Ziggler he took you know Way too he long. took to the night after WrestleMania to cash in. Um, and we loved it when it happened. But it's the same situation. Like, that dude's going to have to sit there and wait or whatever. Um, and he starts to figure out... He starts a few going on with... with uh, Crazy Man Ambrose. Yeah, so... Titty so, Master. So you, already, so you already know, like, that's going to be on the back burner. Right. Um, and they tease it very well. And, like, Titty Master is turning into, like, this crazy man. And it's just, like... It's one of the most entertaining things. I never thought I'd, I'd see, you know, Crazy Man Ambrose, like, be, like, such a fan favorite. Like, the uh, he's wrestling in the jeans and, and the wife beater, you know. You call him Titty Master. I'm going to call him Johnny Moxley. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the same uniform. Um, you know who also wears in their same uniform still? Who? The big rig Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper. <laughs> he's still wrestling in the same shit he wore in the Indies. <laughs> Speaking of Luke Harper, there, there was a WWE Tag Team Championship match, which was the best match on the card, in my opinion. Uh, it was really just... You call that a tag match? It was really just the uh, Luke Harper experience. Yeah, you pretty know? much. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Um, the the hurt, I think he did like a head scissors. He dove through the ropes he twice. Did. Yes. He, twice. Yes, twice. He's everywhere. He's doing these like ridiculous power bombs. Yes, the Brody bomb, or I like all the Harper bomb now. Yeah, like we need it. Like, why wasn't Luke Harper in the Money in the Bank contest? Uh, Eric Rowan needs a tag team partner, or he needs someone to carry him, something like that. Like, I think, um, I believe it was Shoemaker, Shoemaker said, yeah, there's gonna be a point where, depending on how this goes, like Harper's or uh, Harper's gonna be like a. You know, guys gonna be around for a few years. Yeah, man's an outlier. And then Rowan, and then Rowan's gonna be like jobless in two or three years. <laughs> like they have nothing for him. I could put him with famous. Oh, God. Yeah. But it was an famous, excellent. It was, it was an excellent match. Was heavy. That'd yeah. be funny. It, it was an excellent match. <laughs> um, the Usos looked very good. Um, they had lost a couple in a row, so they were due to get, you know, their win back from um, the Wyatt family. Yeah, they were. And um, a lot of people were, were mad about the Wyatts, you know, not winning, which was a, what a shocker. They um, won every single match. They they beat the hell out of the Usos every single match. Like, they can't just... Hills don't just go they go they run rough shot rough over shot, somebody. Yeah. That doesn't happen where, yeah, you know, we're in a few... Well, unless you're Brock Lesnar facing the Undertaker. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I take, I mean over their careers, not yeah. over, like, you that, know... That Undertaker has never I, beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but in the lead, Undertaker whooped his ass every single time except for, like, the Monday going into WrestleMania. But yeah. uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, they beat their ass for, like, a whole four weeks. Yeah. They were due to 
Yeah, they just so dominant. Yeah. They just so dominant. Super, super Usos. Just, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, just domination. Super Usos. Super Usos. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were. Samoan Cenas. Yeah, they were really super when they were out there uh, losing all the matches when they were out here uh, yeah. carrying uh, carrying cards over. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of losing uh, before they won them belts. They lost what? How? When did they debut? They debuted like four years ago, honestly. Okay, when did they? They, like, they got hot again about a year ago. Well, like before the were they before or after the primetime players? They were slightly after. Slightly after. Slightly after. Yeah. Yeah, and they got the belts when just like, a couple months ago. Yeah, like three months ago. Three months ago. How, it's a tag team division. They put on great matches. Why would you not? And they don't talk. Why would you not have them be on the card every single every single chance? Bingo. You could. I don't get it. Um, elsewhere in the night, we saw... There's only one Luke Harper. If there were two Luke Harpers, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be, be in the same boat. But there's only one, and the other guy's Eric Rowan. And he's Eric Rowan. Elsewhere um, in the evening, we had uh, Rusev <clears throat> and Big E um, at Money in the Bank. Um, hard-hitting, dramatic, ter- tore the house down in their own way. Um, what did you think of that match? Maybe my expectations were too high because of what they did in like the seemingly five minutes of fury that was the first match at uh Hagler at, Hearns. Yeah, as you joked, it was Hagler Hearns. Uh, so they went into it. They did a nice little spot at the end where it looked like he was going to actually, you know, break the the, the thick ass camel clutch. Mm-hmm. But um, not to be done. Um, Rusev wins. Lol. Yeah, it's, it's going to mean a lot when somebody um, actually breaks out of it, <coughs> Cena. You know, um, you know um, so they just put Swagger up to it, right? Who? who? Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you, like, after Rusev beat Swagger's ass, who's going to step up next? Yeah. And I was... Uh, I, I had an idea in my head earlier today, and I for, I just lost it. Hopefully, by the time we get we circle yeah. back to this, I'll remember who it was. Um, you know, him and Big E go at it. You know, pretty much he was Big E's ass. Big E just continues his free fall. Um, we had a Summer Rae and Layla. No one cared about that. Like they didn't like any of the three performers. Let's talk about that Boston crowd. Um, that crowd was was, was uh, terrible. That night for the pay per view, the Harper crowd outdid them. I don't understand what was wrong with that crowd. Like, they, I understand this Divas wrestling or whatever. They show no emotion while literally, I don't know what else uh, Naomi could have done as far as showing off, like, athleticism to make the crowd lose. Like, she did She did a suicide dive. She did a suicide crossbody off. The, over the rope. Yeah. Suicide crossbody from the, over the top rope to the apron. Or, I'm um, sorry, from the ring to the floor. Uh, she did a split leg moonsault. She did another crossbody from the top rope onto a uh, page, uh, and, a, and a few other things, drop kicks, etc. In nothing. nothing. I don't. Anybody don't know. I, I didn't get it. Now, granted, um, it, it it almost felt like the crowd sucked the life out of the matches. Yeah. Like the first match, it, it turned out great, and then after that, it was just. Then the other the other moment you got pretty much was the money in the bank for the uh, the money in the bank ladder match. When Kobe the contract. Kingdom, he was jumping off the ladders onto the top rope. Yeah, extremely athletic. But money in the bank was cool. You know, I don't. I think it was. It might have been the worst pay per view of the year thus far, mm, if I'm not mistaken. Was it worse than um, Elimination Hammer? No. Okay. Now, is that Wyatt's 
first Wyatt Shield match, that's, that's gone. That carries everything. For that. Um, going on to Monday Night Raw, um, we saw Cena come out. He's the cover of the video game for uh, 2K15. And they just brought it, and they brought it out, and they're like, yeah, he's a cover. And then, because they knew, like, people weren't really about, great, he gets another cover. They were like, yeah, he's a cover. And he's like, yeah, great, fine. Like, why are you being so nice? And yeah. he's like, dismissed it. And yeah. I, I guess that's the way you do it. Yeah, like, um, they're, they, they were being extra nice to him. And then, you know, Triple H basically, you know, Cena starts, starts basically saying, I'll whoop your ass with Triple H. And, you know, he started putting on that voice. And Triple H size that man so decent. Um, what, did you, what did you make of that Triple H voice? I marked out personally. Bro, when he started talking like that, I was like, "Here we go with this with this hard with this hard thick ass thick ass black guy Cena uh, shtick that he does." And then when when Triple H called him out on, I mean, I think I texted you. I was like, "Thank you. I like thank you, Triple H. Yeah, thank you." He just can't help. He just can't help himself from being corny. Like there are things that we know he can do when he's doing the you know talk mic work mm-hmm. that we all like and enjoy because it's like it's so good but there's other stuff where he's trying to be funny and corny and there's like the the voice and he says jack and son yep and you're just like ah. yeah the word jack will never like stop being funny sounds like he's like fresh out of like ron o'neill's superfly mode no oh, god but um <laughs> <laughs> that might have went over the head of some of our listeners but um you know, look it up, Superfly, Ron O'Neill. I feel old knowing that reference. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a fatal four-way match for the belt at Battleground, which yes. I will be in attendance at um, in Tampa. Um, come up to me if, uh, you know, I'll have a Cesaro King of Swing shirt on. Um, I'm sure there will be enough people who will be like, are you Richelada? Are you Richelada? Are you Richelada? Never know. You never, you never know, know who's out there. You never, you never know. know. All right. Um what do you make of this fatal four-way match? You know, Triple H is trying to, you know, punish Roman Reigns, but you give him title shots and shit. Yeah, that's another, <laughs> that's another like, detail left out. Like, you know, uh, we, we, don't, we don't want him in the money in the bank. Uh, we don't want him in the ladder match for the title. He sneaks his way onto it. He's upset that he got on there. Now, you will go, you will go, you will go one-on-one-on-one with Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, but it, I mean, they could just call up Danny Hodge to meet Equal Wow. Um, to <laughs> me, anyway, I think what happened was they realized, like, yeah, we're hit, we're gonna, we put the belt on on Cena. Yep. We realized that we were probably going to have Cena versus Kane. The crowd may turn on cards. So if, if Orton was probably the other option was Orton be the champion, and he fights Reigns. So they're like, let's just combine these two and like hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully they'll save ho- the match. Hopefully, yeah, ho- yeah, it's hopefully they save the whole match, the whole fifteen minutes. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I I thought it was just gonna be um you know Cena versus like Kane we or thought something. That was, it was gonna happen. We thought it could have been like Wyatt again. Yep. We thought it could have been uh there was some of per- there was another person for another permutation. Uh, it could have been another Orton match. Orton, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I yeah. thought that Cena versus Orton match rivalry was over. Like, you know, yeah, what do you mean Cena going. lied to us? Yeah, it's it's still going. Like, and I think you the same thing. Like, bro, we'll, we'll never be done with Cena Orton because they still have to have their sets and matches. Where Cena's the heel for once. Yeah, so that Man. we're not done. We're, I hope y'all, y'all you know, it like, like it, love it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, we, uh, had, we, we can get into that Rusev, um, 
basically, you know, Lana comes out and starts cutting that um, that promo like she does. Um, and, you know, everyone's taking notice. And Rusev hops on the mic and he says something that we all can't understand. And all of, of a sudden, you know, we hear, you know, the, the best theme song or one of the best theme songs in WWE. And we all lose our minds. Like, it's about time Zeb came and got them. Look. You know, I, can you can you deal with a real American? There are two things that have, are the, to the testament of the others that that have, have happened um, of the the hilldom of these two people. Last Monday, when Triple H, I'm sorry, when uh, Stephanie turned Vicky Hill in a heartbeat yeah. by offering her a match, mm-hmm. and also Jack, Jack Swagger, who we've also unaffectionately have called Wax Swagger in the past, mm-hmm. uh, comes out. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't say a single word. And the crowd moves. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Jingoism. <laughs> and he already knew what it was. And then, and then Zeb comes out there and he literally just, in that promo, just basically just, just bought all goodwill and he just you know he just put so much life into. He just say put like put the paddles the see the paddles electric paddles to us uh, to Jack Swagger's career and just and just mm-hmm. resuscitated it. Yeah, just yeah, and Swagger looked awesome out there, just not saying a word, just just ready to run it, and we're all cheering for xenophobes out here. Okay, <laughs> so we already know how this is going to go, right? Who do you think is going to be next after this? Um, who, you, who do you think is going to be the next guy? And I just remember who it was now that okay. I had to mention. Who's going to be the next guy to fight Rusev after he beats the hell out of Swagger in two, uh, you know, in in short form in like over these next month or two months or three months or whatever. It's got to be Sheamus, right? You think so? I mean, he's, yeah, he's got to take a step up at some to, point. He has to fight somebody that's a he has to fight someone that's American. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think he's gonna fight one more person before he gets to see him. He could he could fight Jerk. Nope, he's not American. Um, I got somebody in mind, and it's gonna be the same thing. He's gonna turn this dude face. Ryback? Yep, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be. You see it happening already when in these, in these, uh, against, oh, sorry, how I now call them, because they're the du- the Dust Brothers, or I mean, we call them the Dust Brothers or the Road or, or the ro- or Road Brothers. Yeah, I'm calling them the Dust does. Brothers now. When he's been fighting the, the Dust Brothers on Sunday and also on Monday, mm-hmm. when he gets in the cloak, when he's about to give the meat hook, uh, clothesline. Yeah, I still got the it. The crowd is popping. He's like, I still got it. Yeah. You see it like they, you could, you're slowly coming back. Look, you're slowly getting the crowd back. I've always liked Ryback. Um, like, I had him in one of my columns, like, this year, like, a guy that could possibly win, you know, WWE Championship if they fix him because he, he was this close, mind you. Bro, he if was If the hot. Rock didn't come back, Ryback would have beat Punk for the title. Yeah, he could have. I mean, it might have been a, a case of too much too soon to rush a guy into a program because they just needed uh, filler, but it, he wor- it worked out so well for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, it's just nothing from there. And then he had that one, he had the great match at, uh, was it? He had a great match at Payback against Cena. And then they had the other match, the, uh, when he ends up in the ambulance. And then, like, he, it was done for him as far as him being like a, a, top guy. Uh, yeah, to be main event status, or so I don't. It was like nothing. Then he had he that did CM nothing Punk. Wrong. He had that CM Punk feud that was like kind of lame, but that was like not really his. That's because they like threw it. They swashed it together, and there was only one match. No, there was two. It was two. Oh, no, Hell in a Cell ended it. Yeah, Hell in a Cell, Cell, Cell ended it, and it was like it was like Kryptonite for uh, CM Punk. But um, the 
the big are the biggest as long, thing. As long as as long as shame or shame, as long as Ryback stays away from Helen and Cell, I think it'll be perfectly fine. Right. Helen and Cell is kryptonite. That's not for him. That's yeah. not for you, baby. He had two matches with CM Punk and they both were like ah. most stunk. And you know the last you know part I want to get to before we get to our next segment, um, the return of Y two J Chris Jericho. What about the return of the Miz? Who? M- Mike Mazanin. Who? All right. You tell me last. You, all right. My question is, who between those two, who's the last guy to main event WrestleMania? <laughs> you tell me. Between those two, who's the last guy to main event WrestleMania? If I remember, if I remember correctly, last time the Miz. Uh, Bro, I was so blown when Miz came out first. Right. I was like, see, did, but here's the thing. I didn't. I mean, it might have been. A, I think it was a rumor on the internet. Yeah, they they worked us all. I didn't know. I was just like, all right, well, and you were talking like it could be, it could be Miz. I, I made the joke originally. It could be Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Former WWE champion who's a superstar amongst. And then we platform. heard that Vince McMahon music. Yeah, and and then, then, yeah that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so you thought this person was? I thought at first maybe you know, jokingly I said uh, Vince, but I thought maybe it was Miz, maybe it was uh, or Jericho. I was like, well, they, I didn't know the rumors were out there, but I was like, it yeah. could be Jericho because. Right now, with Daniel Bryan out, Batista gone, um, CM Punk obviously all, uh, he has a hole that still was was sort of filled, but not really with the injuries and the departure. Mm-hmm. So they needed another guy. They need like a smaller kind of you know guy. Yeah, that was like you know that can go. So they and boom, he, insert the legendary Chris Jericho. Like, right. That got what you need. All right, um, and I I kind of noticed it myself um, that. He returned one year to the day that he left last time because last year he left the day after Money in the Bank, and he returned this year the day after Money in the Bank. So hmm. if that if if they planned it like that, that's awesome. Like um, looking forward, uh, I thought we were gonna get into a Jericho misview, which I feel like should have already happened. Yeah, that would be perfect. Like like that's you stole I, my whole style. Like that's exactly what I thought would have happened because Miz definitely needs a bump. Yeah, like, he's this dude that does like. You know he's a good wrestler. We know he's a great talker. We know he's a great heel. Give him, give him someone that's like a, of a similar right. ilk, like the body type. Like they have a great feud. Right. And, and Miz really it's gonna needs, be awesome on the mic. Miz too. really needs a shot in the arm, like really bad. Yeah. And I think we can get that at Battleground and then save Jericho <clears throat> Wyatt for uh, SummerSlam. Well, don't like we getting that, are we? Huh? Don't like we're getting that at all, are we? What? Like, it, to me, it seems like yeah. What we're gonna get is. Just Jericho Wyatt. Jericho yeah. Wyatt, Miz, thanks for coming out for five minutes. And like, yeah, and get it like a rare you Fight Sandow. Yeah, you can now fight. You can now fight them. <laughs> Adam Rules. You can now struggle to like actually make the pay per view card. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What did you make of the, of the Wyatt jumping on Jericho? Because you know I was pissed, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, but the only thing I, I think I'm looking forward to with this is Bray Wyatt getting destroyed on the microphone by Jericho and Bray Wyatt versus Luke Harper somehow. I think, or excuse me, um, Jericho versus Luke Harper somehow. Yeah, you're going to get that. Those are going to be great. And you're also going to get, like, the matches, like, the matches between Wyatt and, and, and Jericho are going to be really good. So I'm okay with that. But my, I'm still on the same thing. Like, what can Wyatt say about Jericho for why he jumped him? Like, before it was, like... I jumped the mids because he's out here for the fans. The, uh, I'm out. He's out here looking for the shiny things in life. This and the third, like he's in the same repackaged jumbo. Yeah. It's like, yeah, bro. Like you. We I guess, that. 
Yeah, like, yeah, you're the guy saying you don't want the guys looking for the glitters and the golds and the spoilers of fame and all this stuff. Meanwhile, you're on national television. Bam. Uh, <laughs> I, understand, I understand that's how hills work. They don't work in, like, consistency, in logic, but, like, yeah. that still is, like... That's a glaring hole. Huh? I just want to see Luke Harper versus Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's going to be great. Like, I, I think, <laughs> and you know that's going to be a SmackDown match one think, of these weeks. Yeah, I honestly think Jericho and, um, and Wilder are going to have a good pay-per-view matches. I really do. It's just I don't know how long that can go. And also, like, at what point does, like... Does Jericho actually win one of these pay per view matches? Yeah. Does he have to it's, to make this seem like? We already know this is Emo. He's going to lose and lose and lose. And lose. And lose. And like, I understand. I understand this is it, that's cool that he's going to give these guys these bumps and then you know for the DVD packages he's going to have these matches with all these new guys mm-hmm. or whatever. But like the fuse seems like his fuse are getting like less and less hot if you just know like he's never going to win. Yeah. He like at, at some point he's got to you know. That's why I think the thing with him and Ziggler was so good because they left yeah. on a like one to one thing, and yeah. I feel like that's always his rival. It's like you could throw them back together anytime and just you know resume that shit. Remember when uh, I blanked on what I was gonna say? Oh yeah, I got you. Remember when uh, like the buys for the one Survivor Series was so low when it was team it was team um, what was the name of Miz and our truth's name? Uh, awesome truth. Awesome, yeah, awesome truth versus the Rock and, and Cena. Cena. It's like. Yeah. You're like, yeah, well, those guys have no chance in hell of beating him. Why in the hell would we pay our mm-hmm. 30 bucks to go watch this? Same, same thing applies to this. Like, yeah, we know that White's going to win every match. Like, if you can, like, the thing that I liked is Monday, they reset everything. Yes. Like, and it was everything. arguably the best Raw of the year. Because I think that, because there was so much wonder to be left of what was going to happen next. And the. Shit kept re- happening. Regardless. And maybe it's hope trafficking, just like you know, draft like NFL, like sports drafts. But some, just the thought of something new that gives you so much hope. It makes you be like, what happens next? Supposed to be like, okay, so Miz and Cena for the belt. Okay, and that'll be the third pay per view match in four months. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry, fourth and five. Okay, or you know, Orton versus Cena. You know, everyone everyone was ready to complain about that. Yep. Um, so, all these new arrivals and, you know, this whole, uh, we skipped past it, but the whole, you know, tech, or I guess the couple, the two couples now mm-hmm. between um, Summer Rae and Ziggler and Layla and Fandango, like, that actually could help out both of those guys. Yeah. Because they ain't really doing shit. Ziggler didn't have no program. Like, when's the last time Ziggler had a program? I just want to see what to do something. <laughs> like, as long as he's on the card. Just give him, like, give him, give him something. And he got something, and like. he gets to kill Summer every week. And you That's know, not a bad gift. And remember, I, I, before she came out, I was like, watch. Before their they match, I was be like, like, watch. She's going to, like, something's going to happen. They're going to be a couple. Like, right after this. And sure enough. But at least he has something like maybe this gets him a match at SummerSlam. Like, I and joked about, I think, I think last pay-per-view, uh, last pay-per-view uh, podcast, I joked that, yeah. He's going to be on SummerSlam. It's a mixed tag uh, card, <laughs> but it's better than nothing. It's better than not be. Look, he made it to the show in the yeah. words of, of the American Dream. All right, he um, made it to the show. Well, that's going to wrap up our first segment um, of One Nation Radio. We will be back for our second segment, or our, our. I think we're going to start doing this on a weekly basis. Our women's wrestling segment. Our women's wrestling segment. Yes, like it, it's becoming that big, bro. And we have a special guest in uh, Sierra Reed. 
um, from the Fangirl podcast. Well, uh, they out here popping the rings in the women's uh, division right now. So yeah, I guess so. So we'll be right now, back. This is a moment. This is a case by case. This will not be. This will promise them. <laughs> this will not be happening every time. But whenever there's something hot going on in the yeah. women's division or two things, we will have a section. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and get uh, Sarah on the line, and we'll be back with more One Nation yeah. Radio. Yeah. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Still sitting here with James, and we are joined by Sierra Reed. Sierra, what's going on? Um, nothing much. Just watching TV. That's what's up. Um, Sierra's a first-time guest on One Nation Radio. Um, with all of our new guests, we just like to, you know, ask them a couple questions and all that. Um, you said you didn't have a top ten favorite wrestlers list, so um, I did ask you if you had a top five. Maybe you can just talk about yourself a little bit, let people know who you are. Well, are you saying currently or of all time? Because of all time, that's... Do them both. That's a, um... Both? Well, currently, I just, I more so have my top five, which is just more so people with, like, charisma. Mm-hmm. And I would say Kofi Kingston, uh, Sasha Banks, Sami Zayn, uh, Antonio Cesaro, and Bailey for my current. Um, of all time, my current top five is just looking ridiculous. And I understand why. Um, Randy Savage, who was like the first person I've seen that got me into wrestling. And then, yeah. All the, yeah, you know, he got me into wrestling. I, I didn't know who that guy was back from the I didn't understand. Right. Um, then I have Bull Nakano, Akira Hokutu, who is like my favorite wrestler, women's wrestler. Uh, Kyoko Inoue and Etsuko Mika. And the reason why is because I specialize in women's wrestling. So, those Four women really brought me into women's wrestling in Japan in the whole atmosphere. So, right, and yeah, what we've been kind of doing lately on One Nation Radio is we've been diving a little bit deeper into the diva section, and I was struck with the idea. I know you were, are the women's wrestling expert that I met. I was like, well, why don't you come on One Nation Radio and you know we can chop it up and see what you think about the current state of affairs in the divas division. Um, yeah, but um. Starting with uh, the match at Money in the Bank, uh, we had Naomi take on, um, what was her name? Paige, yes. Um, yeah. Hi. Um, Paige and Naomi had, you know, the match, like you were saying in segment one, James, like the crowd was absolutely, excellent match. Um, the crowd mm-hmm. was absolutely weird. Yeah. I don't understand, like, I, I didn't get it. It was weird because... It was the second match of the night. It wasn't like, you know, they had been through some gigantic ups and downs. I understand, you know, the Divas matches are, for their intense purpose, basically a palate cleanser. Like, it's pretty much, mm-hmm. it's like, it's supposed to, the match opener is supposed to, you know, that opens up with a bang, and then it's supposed to, like, almost like music, like, comes back down. And then it's supposed to build back to a crescendo at a particular point, particularly, hopefully, the main event. You always want a good main event. Right. But, Mm-hmm. But or match between the good big matches to where you know there's some some type of like um, dumb down effect. Unless it's WrestleMania 25. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's WrestleMania 25 and you have Triple H and Randy Orton battling right after Shawn Michaels and 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 Undertaker put on maybe the greatest match ever. But the thing that was weird about it was there was so much high aerial stuff that Naomi was doing that is like I, especially for mm-hmm. a woman. 
I don't know what else Naomi could have possibly done to get a crowd reaction aside from I don't know, like hardcore match, women's hardcore, <laughs> like women's hardcore wrestling, I guess. Yeah, like what do you, what did you think about that on match, Sarah? For me, when I, you know, when they announced the match was happening and I said, okay, everybody's going to get excited for this, but then when that crowd sees it, they're just going to sit there and not really care. And I was right. Because, honestly, the thing that got me was you had so many people, you know, harping on about, you know, Naomi versus Paige or Naomi, period, want to pay for you. And you get to see that. And... Those people were sitting there, and mind you, they were in the great spot, as opposed to which on every other pay-per-view, they're in before the main event, which is the best spot for any match. I don't care if it's women or not. Any match before the main event, you're going to be called bathroom break. Okay? So they put them on earlier, which I said, okay, maybe this will go better. You know, everybody's seen the go way before, you know, the other shit. And the crowd could hardly care, and I said, Okay, what is the problem here? You, you got the Divas champion who majority of that crowd probably was, you know, on the IWC boards going, they need to bring Paige up. Yep. Okay, she's here. Then you got majority of them probably saying, oh, Naomi needs another title shot, and none of them cared. And to which I said, what, what is going on here? You, you got Naomi who's a great athletic, you know, persona on that roster. And then you got Cage, who is just effortless when it comes to wrestling, because she's been doing it since she was a freaking child. What, what could go wrong here? And, you know, they reacted a little bit to everything, and the thing that bothered me the most is, like, I could tell in the ring that, you know, they had some things planned out and some of the things they were kind of doing on the fly. And they kind of had some, you know pickups here and there because I guess they were saying like, damn, like, what more can we do? Naomi's flying around the fucking rain. Yeah. You know. Like Rey Mysterio, pretty much. She did a suit, I, mean, I said this in the earlier segment, she did a freak, in opening match, she did a freaking like, she did, um, they opened up the match and they did the whole, like, Trish Stratus, Lita, lock up mm-hmm. and go through the ropes to the mat, to the mat. Mm-hmm. Then eight then Naomi, she literally does a suicide dive crossbody on the page from over the top rope to the mat. Like, yeah. no what reaction. Else, what else? Do you, <laughs> like, what? Isn't that like the, that's probably like the biggest spot you can expect out of a women's match? Right. You know what I'm saying on well, WWE anyway. Well, just, it's just like um, at, um, Mania when the Bell Twins did the whole dive through the ropes thing, and no one really reacted. And I said, are are these people in the crowd fucking wake because? When was the last time you seen a diva fly through the ropes like that? Just lead them. You have not seen that. And I said, that is a spot that, you know, at indie wrestling shows, the guys go crazy for because you don't see many women go through ropes like that, especially if it's not down in Mexico or in Japan. You know, it's a dangerous spot. Yeah. And everyone loves, like, when, everyone loves Luke Harper because Luke Harper does it. Right. Um, everyone yeah, loves Dan O'Brien when he did it. Everyone loves Sam Punk when he did that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Naomi's going over the top rope, not the middle rope. <laughs> now, now, as far as now, as far as as you said earlier with the um, the WrestleMania match, now I thought that that Divas match is one of the reasons why I think WrestleMania three is or WrestleMania thirty is like on that shorthand list of one of the greatest WrestleManias ever because that card was so well done. Like you look at that yeah. that Divas match and everything that happened, whether it was. The deep, you had the deep, the Bellas had their moment where they, you know, they, 
they you know they went they they face to face with each other. You had outside the ring, you had Naomi doing spots, you had uh, Natalia and Tamina. Like they did the best you can reasonably expect in a match with that many pieces for a women's match. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe it was because it was right after it was right before the main event. It I was it was book funny because it was a single fall match. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, yeah. That that kind of like fucked up a little bit of the psychology of it. Um, they would have went like with some type of elimination style, you know, thing. It might have mm-hmm. worked out a little better. But um, like like perfect uh, transition, you know, right after WrestleMania, we get the debut of Paige, yeah. who um, takes the belt yeah. off of AJ, you know, in her first night in the company, which I immediately had a problem with. Yeah, we can get to it now. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. Um, she basically, you know, when you put the belt on someone on the first night, it's like, what else do you do with them? Where is her struggle if she's this baby face? The crowd, you know, all of us don't watch NXT. Um, Most of us don't watch NXT. Yeah, like, there are two, yeah. there's one person on this podcast that doesn't watch NXT religiously. So, like, you know, and that's, and we're people that, with a wrestling podcast. Um, so, the whole, you know, I would assume that everyone that, you know, is watching WWE is like, who the hell is this that just took the belt off of AJ who's had the belt for over like 200 something days and then you don't see AJ again. So she was almost kind of look, looking like Shawn Michaels in 1996, like when Bret Hart left and then Shawn Michaels like never had that rematch to kind of springboard. So he kind of just had to get it like the Red Cross. So Paige got kind of put in a position where everyone was still in the show with her. Like Alicia Fox was a star of their program. Yeah. Um, and Paige kind of just was boring to me. Like, did I miss something? And another thing that the, I think the issue with Paige is the fact of she she has better matches with people on TV than on pay per view. Like the the first like the first two matches she had with Alicia Fox compared mm-hmm. to what she had on pay per view, better. Um, now the match she just had, well, I guess that's she broke the trend just just yeah. on Monday. But for the most part, when she fought Tamina. Or whenever she were getting her, she was getting her ass whooped, like that looked a lot more like realistically gruesome. Maybe Paige you know, fought all the sisters too. How would you feel about that? Well, Sarah? the not the the the, 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 <laughs> the, the women that look black. I mean, because Tamina's not. I don't know if she is black or whatever, but it, she looks black. So yeah, that that's another issue that she was just fighting. I don't know if it was like a because in some weird some weird thoughts in the book in Vince's mind, like the contrast of her skin tone with their skin tone. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how that works. You know, One Nation Radio, we don't race bait. Um, <laughs> um, which, you know, brings us to last night um, where AJ reemerges out of nowhere, basically. Like, where was she? Yeah, gone for months. Mighty Bronze, I might add, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, compared to anyone. So C- compared to Paige, everyone's mighty bronze. So Sierra, no, AJ had going to bronzer last night. I was like, wow, now you look better weekend. Well, yeah. does she? Well, my question is, oh, because oh yeah, she is April Mendez, right? Yeah. No, my thing is this, right? Was April. she? She wasn't more. You stupid. She isn't. She isn't more tan than she was at WrestleMania 28. True. WrestleMania 28, she looked like Randy Orton circa 2008. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my. I guess the main thing for me is, like, I'm trying to, because they've done so much to actually overhaul this Divas division, and me and you talked about this last week, Rich, mm-hmm. where they, you know, 
like there's less like models or like they have more legitimate people that can actually go in there and put on a show as opposed to they're more like actually trying to wrestle than try to entertain. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was always the chief complaint about Divas Division, especially you know back like right at the beginning of the PG era. Um, Kelly so, Kelly days. Yeah, yeah, the Kelly Kelly days. Like yeah, so in the Rosa Mendez and that sort of thing. Um, so when you get to the point where now you have all these females with these different backgrounds, that, like these athletic backgrounds, whether it's a Charlotte NXT or a Naomi or a Alicia Fox, um, who actually panned out, but like a Paige and an Emma. Like Paige has been wrestling since I think she was 14. Yeah. And like that's a product you get now, and that was the main complaint, and then you get what you were complaining about. And then another thing is like, if they're going to treat it like it's a legitimate thing now, then why are they booking it? Making these decisions. Ridiculous. They're making decisions. Minute squash matches. They're making decisions. I mean, whatever. Okay. My thing is, why, they wouldn't make that decision with the belt for the WWE belts. They would not do that with a male, with male talent. They would not. No. Where they bring, like, Roman Reigns got, gets brought up. Oh, no. Sami Zayn gets brought up tomorrow, right? He's not going to debut. He's not going to debut. Beat Cena after Cena's socked him in the mouth. <laughs> and then and then win and then go and then Cena goes away for months for no reason whatsoever while being healthy still. Yeah. And then come back four months later and take it right off of her on a on a non pay per view. Sarah, what's your what was your reaction to this? Because immediately um, you hit me up like outraged. Because here's why I, I it just bothered me because money in the bank the match and the whole thing around the match just. It just really set me back to where I was just like, where are we going with this? And, you know, the whole match um, at Money Bank, and I have to agree with my guys over at Ringbell online, Lee, he wrote up the report about Money in the Bank's match. And he said the match was, you know, the equivalent Naomi match. A lot of spots and no story. And when I watched the match again, and I said, what story did we tell here? We really didn't tell anything besides, you know, Cameron on the outside season for no fucking reason. And they only just doing, doing 15,000 spots to which I said, they went down to three and maybe we'll have something. Like, I respect her athletic ability, but I just feel like, you know, for now, she's become to, you know, the, what kind of spot she's going to do? She's kind of like the equivalent of the independent wrestler. You know, what kind of spot is ACH going to do this week, you know? I haven't, I can't say there's been a match by Naomi where it's been technical ability to where I say, oh my God, she can do anything. Everything I've seen her do is flippy floppy, you know. And then we move over to Monday Night Raw, and we have Paige come out there and cough, which I said is a mistake. Yep. You know, she's got that thick accent. And throughout her career from when I used to watch her when she was younger over wrestling over in the UK, she was taught that it would be minimal. And the reason why is because she's not a talker. And I think her mother, you know, who trained her kind of, you know, made her understand that you're more better by wrestling than talking. So when she comes up to this company and they got her out there talking and I said, okay, something's not going right here because why they got this girl on here talking in the first place? And then AJ comes up there, skips, and I'm like, okay, so we're just going to take the belt off of her. And when they took the belt off of her, which kind of, the story went around in the circle of, okay, this is how Paige went out Paige. Okay, great. But then it brought truth to me of all the reports are seen online that Kevin Dunn doesn't like Paige. Yeah. Chris McMahon doesn't like Paige. And it made me go, okay, 
So if any of you guys actually doing something to build this girl, to make the crowd interested in her and make you guys see the reaction from you building her, you'd rather take the title off of her when this past month or so that she's been on this roster wrestling Alicia Fox and everybody else for no fucking reason. You just took the belt off of her for what? For AJ's lead to beat her at the next pay-per-view and then she'd be banished to the back like the rest of the divas? That made no common sense to me. That is not progress. That is us reverting back to what we already had. They killed the storyline with the um, Total Divas versus AJ Lee after her second pop, uh, hype bombshell was supposed to be scheduled, and they killed it, and Nick saw that. So they killed that storyline. Okay, now she's going against, I guess, as the IWCA says, a real wrestler. Okay, she's going to beat her. And then we'll, who's going to wrestle her next? She's going to beat everybody, and then it's going to be to the point where She's going to be the longest diva champion, period, like she has already is, because she has nobody to wrestle her because they're not building anybody else. And Lee has been gone for what, like two, three months now? Four months, yeah. Who else have they, who else have they built since the time she's been gone? It was like they didn't do no Paige one. any favors. They, they didn't do Paige any favors. No, like it was almost like, yeah, all right, AJ's going to kick rocks for four months for, for like a whole entire season. Yeah. For, I'm sorry, I say four months, but it's really three months. It's four pay-per-views. Yeah. So she's going to kick rocks for four pay-per-views, and then what we're going to do is we're just going to, like, we're going to have this person that's never been on national television, and we're going to have her yeah. wrestle all these other girls, all these mid-card girls on the roster, except for, or two mid-card girls on the roster. And, like, I don't, and with no, with no like, actual storyline where anybody actually had any mic work. Like, they just threw yeah. her to the wolves. Yeah. Like, they didn't do her no favors. And, like, for someone like me who doesn't watch NXT and hadn't only heard of Paige other than, like, I watched the, the TakeOver. Like, I heard about her match with Emma yeah. on NXT TakeOver. Heard it was a great match, but, like, never seen her wrestle before. When she comes out there and she's having these matches and not talking, I'm like, they put a belt on her? I don't understand. Right. Like, and that's the thing when we talk about like, with the male talent. If she was this diamond or she was this person, this valuable asset that they thought that they could build something around as for their brand, um... You notice how they're protecting God, or Roman Reigns? We talked about this. Like yes. he's the most protected guy I've ever seen. Like that I can recall since I've been since we've been watching again. Like yeah. they're doing all this stuff to make sure like they he, know he's he, money yeah. on the end, so they don't want to fuck this up. But yeah. they're not. But they did her no favors. Like imagine they just shot. Like they just completely. Shot, that this is the epitome of shotgun. They yeah. gave her the belt on the first night. Where do we go from here? As you said. Yeah. And also like. They gave and her then no, the way she came off the belt. And then they didn't give her any like they didn't give her any like talented heels. They didn't give her like um, it, the Bellas. They didn't give her um, Natalia. They or even and even someone like Natalia who can't really carry anything with when it comes to the mic work part. But like if they went out there and put on a show, ultimately yeah. that's really all that matters. I, and you know, and as you said with uh, the psychology part with with Naomi, like. Paige was supposed to be this person, by all accounts, that she's this, she can do everything. So, like, why can't she, like, get a, like, tell a story with with this person that's a talent, super talented person? Like, yeah. there's yeah. always been, there's always been cases where there's been people that can do all the, every, every like, the menu is limitless of things that you can do athletically, mm-hmm. but, you know, lack certain things as far as being able to tell a story in the ring. So, like, like. Always, that's been the case of all these guys that dare not not work. That were these guys, you, you know. Oh my God, 
a guy like even like Randy Orton just never really got it to the extent that you would expect him to. Right. Like, why couldn't if Paige was this person that could do this, or maybe it's because she's still so young and she shouldn't be put in this position to have to reign in Naomi. Yeah. Like, then why didn't you do this? Like, you didn't help do either one of them any favors. Well, I think for the reason why they brought her up, and I hate blaming the internet, but they're responsible for this shit and a lot of things that are going on currently. I'm sorry, because here's what it is that you can tell they're watching the internet and what the internet says because look at the impulse things that they're doing on television. Yeah. You know, they bring up fucking Adam Rose who just debuted that gimmick like two weeks before his debut. They they threw him on the fucking show, and when he comes out there, no one gives a fuck on Monday Night Raw because they're like. Who is this? Why? Because majority of the people in the crowd is children or people who just not watch NXT. So who, why are they not on people and be like, oh, it's Adam Lowe. They don't know who he is. They don't understand these gimmicks of all these chicks and a fucking bunny out there. They don't understand. They probably think it's something out of Nicki Minaj's performance or me, uh. you know, close <laughs> potion. Anything. Like, if so when they have Paige, they threw her out there, which I said, okay, Maybe this is a good thing, you know, they're going to debut her cold, which sometimes goes over well when you debut a new, uh, you know, former cold. Right. Um, but instead, you know, you heard the crowd, like, you know, lighten up, like, oh, shit, like, AJ Lee has a new challenger. But at the same time, they did nothing to build this girl to make the crowd that doesn't know her, doesn't know that she's from NXT, to them, she's some random girl going after AJ Lee like the rest of the videos. Right, yeah. They did nothing to build her as to say, she is the one that AJ Lee needs to be scared of. You know, AJ Lee's been boasted as this best female wrestler by the internet for the past two years or so. Yeah, well, she, here's some nights to debunk that. She walks on and gets slapped. do with that. Yeah, and then, you know, I feel bad for the girl because she's so young and you know, she's been, before she got signed, the WWE was trying to sign this girl when she was 16. That shows you how good she is. So, she gets brought up through this, and the main reason why she got brought up through this is because they see the internet clamoring for this chick to debut. Oh, they need to debut Paige now. She's been wrestling for so long. Blah, 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 blah. They debut her, and this is when Triple H laughs in, in the face of all the internet jackasses and say, ha, ha. They're all wrong. You don't know anything about the business. You just had this girl come debut because you guys clamored for it. But when she came, none of you showed up to cheer her. None yeah. of you did. And that's a classic and case of, of everything that pretty much ever happens on the internet. Like when CM Punk finally won the title and then he went cold during his babyface run. That's why they had to turn heel. And on the heels also the Rock oh. showing up. Like my Who thing- was that? WrestleMania, he won money in the bank for the second time and they booed the shit out of him? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. my, my 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 thing is this, right? When it and this might turn to a large discussion. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the internet and NXT and the guys that come up, besides the Wyatts, and granted, there there no besides the Wyatts, how many people from NXT over the last like keep in mind like we we think of this as we talk me and Richard talked about it, like their class of guys like between the Shield the Wyatts. And am I blinking? Oh, Biggie. like Cole Biggie Langston, um, oh, and Cesaro. Oh, Cesaro. Like, mm-hmm. how many guys have came up with the same exact um, gimmick that they had besides the Wyatts and had immediate success without having like to switch some things up? 
because Cesaro when he first came out when he was fighting uh, when he was yodeling. fighting when he was he had to yo he started starting yodeling he came out there fighting uh, with uh with uh, he had Oksana as his yep. girlfriend when he was doing his speaking own five languages. speaking five languages when he was uh, going for the U- U.S. belt against um Santino and it wasn't working yeah um it took him some while <laughs> and had him and it took him some time to have she had some absolutely ridiculous match with Daniel Bryan it took him to have to sign on with team or with um real Americans real Americans yeah that too. Um, the Shield was repackaged completely from what they were in NXT. Completely. They weren't even like together, Dick. Exactly. <laughs> and then that the, didn't exist. The Wyatts, I mean, they were around. They were their same gimmick, but that's the lone exception to the rule. And you look at guys like, yeah. like um, for example, like Adam Rose, who, and Richie wrote this column saying that they're the new territory. But the thing about territories is there's shit you can do in territories in these small venues that are so much more shit personal than to these yeah. homogenized crowds. Of, of internet jackasses, and then the larger, you know, people that the three million people that tune in to watch every and that single are spending night. that money. Yeah, like they don't know who these guys are. Like you have to like exactly. do more. You have to do more to actually figure this out, or like you have to start. And then like you look at these. They have a that fucking they have, network. These gimm- take advantage of it. Like, my thing is like, these <laughs> gimmicks they have. These gimmicks that they're giving these guys are so like you have a ceiling, and I and me reach to this all the time, like. If you're Adam Rose, you ain't main event WrestleMania. You, you're never gonna like that. That gimmick is never gonna main event WrestleMania unless he do he does some Ooh. absolute like personality changes. Like for example, like Hunter Hearst Helmsley when he came out as their as the socialite or whatever. The blue blood. There was only a ceiling to that to that gimmick to where he's never like you have to change. Same thing goes from when Sandow debuted. And I said to Rich, like I love what he's doing. He's talking to the crowd. He's getting heat. He's a jerk. I like him, but. That ain't gonna cut it. And now what's he doing? He's, he's a job. He's a jobber now. Yeah, that man lost. Like they, they're trying to find out with some with him with the imitations, which are absolutely hilarious. But it's it's a feeling of I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. How long is that shit gonna last? And it took Rusev how long to get over? It took Rusev just starting to get over now with that super kick and the super kick got him over. The it, super kick, the jumping super kick. Yeah, you know, because you know everyone came is coming to see Lana. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But what you're saying is what I got, you know, a lot of people, like, hollering at me when I was on Angry March. I've been saying it for years. Just because they're over in the fucking bingo hall does not mean when they go to a venue or arena that holds over, like, thousands and thousands of people, that half that crowd is going to get who the fuck they are. Exactly. And I've been saying that for years to people, like, you know, I, I can't remember who it was. We, it was, like, this big debate over Antonio Cesaro. And this guy I used to do a show with, um, he got, like, a lot of controversy, like, third around him. And basically, why is because all he ever watched was WWE program, okay? He doesn't know anything about the independence. He doesn't, you know, keep up on them, which is understandable. My brother's the same way. We're roughly and, like that. Yeah. Like, I don't want, yeah, like, so, I, I barely, I watch a little bit of it. I, I'll go to, like, there's a local promotion called uh, Florida Underground Wrestling. They get a lot of the top indie talent, like, in Florida. And mm-hmm. pretty much anyone that gets released from WWE, like, they get booked there. Mm-hmm. And I've, like, worked shows there. But th- that's my extent of, like, indie, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And the reason it's for... Understand. Go ahead. It's understandable because there's, like, 15,000 independent shows now. So you can't keep up on every single one of them. But... You know, a lot of things were telling them, like, I don't understand why you don't like the Antonio Cesaro. This is, like, before he got with Zeb Coulter. It was, like, when he was doing his solo thing. I think he had just broke away from Exxana at the time. And he said, I don't understand what is this hoorah from the IWC around this guy because I don't see 
it. You know, like you said, I think he's a good wrestler, but I don't see why I should be, you know, I should put all the amounts of care and energy into this guy when I just only see a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people got mad with writing, like, fucked up emails and saying F them and then saying F me, and I'm like, I didn't even say anything. You know, and I had to defend them a lot because I was telling people, I'm like, just to you, on your way to watch Ring of Honor and whatever else and seeing this guy, I understand we all have this thing of, if we're familiar with the night before, we know him personally. That's how some people take it. And yeah. Just because this guy doesn't know who he is, you know, that doesn't mean you have to jump on somebody and be like, oh, you're not a real wrestling fan. For me, as when I was growing up, all I knew that existed was WCW and WWE. I did not know a fucking thing about Ring of Honor. Yeah. Or yeah. any of the Or ECW. Like, so, I, <laughs> I didn't know any of this existed until years later when I got magazines and I was seeing them write about, um, what was that promotion called? It was like XPW or something like that. And I'm like, what? Who? Yeah. Who cares? They're not on TV. I'm not watching them. It, so when I see all these IWC fans that are like, oh, my God, they just signed, you know, this you guy, know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm X. like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, when he gets to NXT, he's going to be called Johnny Blue. He is not going to be the same dude. He's seen on the independent. And then when they bring him up to the, new, the roster, they're not going to be going right the same gimmick, you know. But you just point out there was a few guys that came up to the roster that might have had their gimmicks, but they changed, and they've been successful. And that's the one thing with Paige I had to keep telling a lot of these jackasses is, okay, just because she was beating the fuck out of everybody in NXT does not mean when they bring her up to the roster she's going to be the same competitor. Because they already had A.J. Lee doing the same thing, so why would you have two girls doing the same thing make no kind of common sense at all? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different talent, like, on the main roster, too. Like, yeah. she doesn't get to practice, like, I'm sure, you know, the girls in NXT, they get to practice those matches with each other because they're just here. They're waiting to wrestle, like, once a month. And, and they wrestle, like, yeah. three or four times in a given night. Yeah, in a given night. And then they'll, like, just figure it out. But these other chicks are on the road. Like, they ain't got time to be out there, you know, figuring it out. <laughs> like, they're it's different. And another thing that, you know, talking about... um for example, in, like they don't ever have enough time to sit there with everybody and like, okay, you go with this person, you go with this person, you go with this person. Like I guarantee you, they you know, they sit there and they talk and do what they got to do. But like it's just yeah. such a it's just such a different animal when it's like you're wrestling a different person every single night. Like, granted, there have been like you look at it, the chemistry for someone like uh, like we talk about all the time, Del Rio and Ziggler. Mm-hmm. They'll get you give them fifteen minutes. They're gonna have a great match. Anywhere. I don't care. I don't care what it is. They've wrestled you enough times to do that, and that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. back in the territory days, same reason why they, you know, you have like, I mean, you had like Harley Race and Dusty Rose wrestling each other a million times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, and we you joke all the time. How many times? I mean, like, how many times do you think Eddie and Ray wrestled each other? Like a thousand. Like <laughs> they don't have that luxury when they're on the when they're out on the road. Yeah. Like wrestling three hundred dates. Yeah. They don't have that. Yeah. It's always different people. Yeah. And then the thing, like, a lot of them don't understand what the territory is as opposed to now. Like, I say now, like, how you have so many different independent shows, like, you have Pro Wrestling Grills and up in, like, California and stuff like that. Like, if you, you look at some of the bigger indie, you know, products, like, it, it looks like the territory, kind of. Like, you know, you it's got supposed to be. this guy... You know, they got certain amount of wrestlers that travel each one, and it kind of reminds me of territories like, you know, 
they still use their guys in-house, but they're using outside talent, which is good, you know. You're getting your name out there. But at the same time, it's like I have to keep explaining to some of, you know, Carson Gorilla will go and, like, announce, like, their next show. Like, I bet you in a couple of days. They say, like, all these matches, okay? And I'll be like, okay, that's great. Uh, that sounds like it's going to be a good match. But there's that one match that everybody wants to fucking see. And back in the day with the territory days, they would book their entire card around that one fucking match because yeah. they knew. When see, people see Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes or anybody that's great, everybody's going to pay their money to go see them. They don't give a damn about the Midnight Express and all those other people. <laughs> they want to see Dusty. Yes, they want to see Dusty, whether it was in whether it was in California, in San Francisco, or yeah. whether it was in Amarillo, or whether it was in Florida. They want to see Dusty oh, throw people in the field of Ambrosia. Yeah, <laughs> and, and whether he was in St. Pete in the Bayfront Center or he was in St. Louis, it didn't matter. He was everybody was going to go see Dusty. Same for Flair when he went like his little St. Yeah. Louis thing. Like, and now one of the things, um, like with the territory thing, is just like I don't, or I'm sorry, like now. And this was mentioned in um, Legends of Wrestling about the old territory days. And they were saying, mm-hmm. like, a guy now, um, let's say you get a guy, and, um, for example, let's say Roman Reigns. Let's say Roman Reigns came out and he had a whack gimmick and he flopped, right? Yeah. For, and he has to go back. or No, let's, no Husky Harris. Husky Harris. He, co- he comes up as, as Husky Harris and he's whack as hell. You know how hard it is for him mm-hmm. to come back and be Bray Wyatt? People know who you are. You're Husky Harris. Yep. Like, yeah. like you have one shot, basically. Like, it's, it's different from being like a guy that's been on, that's been around here wrestling, like on TV or, or wrestling at a level that where like before now where it wasn't set up to where all these moves are set up for the camera. Like they wrestle with around the crowd, but everything is set up for it to be captured on camera. Mm-hmm. The way they do these things, that's why they go to particular um, corners to do high spots on that sort of stuff, and everything from where the cameras are. So. Like, to get that kind of training, you have to be in WWE and NXT or whatever. And then you make your debut, as opposed to back in the day where you could be, you know, you come out as a as a psychotic dentist and then later be repackaged <laughs> as fake diesel. And then next thing you know, you're under, and then next thing you know, after that, you're the big red machine came, ripping the doors off the hell in the cell, and then now you're Hall of Famer. Yeah. You don't have that many opportunities now. You have one shot or two. And hopefully so it works out you. for you. And you better be a, a guy that's, that's lighting up NXT, otherwise you're done. If you're just a guy that was like, eh, he's cool, and then you get moved up, you, you right. have you one gonna, shot. You're going to get that round of cuts, like, you know, that you're going to get that JTG, that uh, Drew McIntyre treatment. And yeah, like, in territories, like, if you debuted on the whack gimmick and the town didn't want you, the other territories didn't want to book you. <laughs> yeah. There was no going back and recreating this shit. Like, you were done. They're yeah. like, no, I want this on my card. Yeah. Now it's easier to recreate yourself and come back as other people. And it, and it annoys me when people refer to them as their passing when they're this guy now. Like with um, Bray Wyatt, they're like, Hosey Harris. I'm like, he's not in no more. It's not the same guy. And shit. And he's a different character as opposed to when he was Husky Harris, who was just wearing a singlet and running around and doing that, you know, splashing everybody. But it's a different character, and I don't understand why fans can't gravitate to that. And now it's just easier to reinvent yourself as opposed to sin. 
No, no, no. The thing is this: everyone, like me, I personally enjoy doing it just because, like, I mean, honestly, uh, how many how many times can you repackage Albert? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, like, I find that funny, but but the the thing is, like, internet favorites, like, they pick and choose their battles, and like, as long as if my thing is like, there's just not any consistency. Like, for example, we hate we hate when people. Are part-time wrestlers, except for when it's like Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, when we because we are Jericho, or, okay. I mean, he he'd be on the full-time roster. Yeah, like we we'll, we'll, like when we these guys only wrestle like particular number of events or only do TV dates mm-hmm. and only for a certain period of time. We don't like those guys unless they're Undertaker or Brock Lesnar. But when it's Batista wrestles the whole entire like months yeah. and goes on the whole tour, we bitch about it. And like, I understand like yeah, we don't want him in the main event. We'd rather have Daniel Bryan, but like. We pick and choose who we don't want to do. They don't that. like The Rock either. Yeah, like yeah, The Rock as well. Like we pick and choose like who what like we can do. You know, you can go ahead and go in on uh, Albert. We can't dare say anything Mark, about Husky, Husky Harris. Harris. No, nah, like you know, we, 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 we yeah. can talk. We can say uh, you know, chant sexual chocolate at Mark Henry, but you know, Husky Harris is out of line. Which was fifteen years ago. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because like Will and I had that conversation like a while back about like. You know how the IWC, which I refuse to be a part of, I just, I just always refuse to be a part of them since day one. And, you know, you can't say something about certain wrestlers, but they can, you know, do everybody else. And last night when Chris Jericho returned, which was, you know, it's like, okay, Jericho's here. But at the same time, I was like, okay, how long is this going to last? You know, he's a part-timer too, if you think about it anymore. Oh, yeah, you know, he kind of does what he wants to, but you couldn't say shit about him last night, but, you know, the other week, everybody was going off in RBD and Pista and what's the point of them being here, but last night, oh, you couldn't say shit about this character, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's a great wrestler and everything, and RBD is a great spot monkey in his own way, and, you know, Batista does what he does, I guess, but what makes one better than the other, and why is it okay for one to do it, and... You know, when The Rock came back, oh, my God. You would have thought The Rock had murdered somebody. Like, yeah. They were all it, over it. It beat their precious king, I, Sam Punk. Like, how dare, like, the most transcendent star to ever come out of this fake sport, like, yeah. how dare he come back and grace us with his presence? As opposed to, you know... Yeah. our belt. As opposed to, you know, like, <laughs> being the highest grossing uh, art or um, actor in a given year. Like, how, sh- how selfish is that guy? To, you know, <laughs> yeah. to take the belt from Sam Punk. You know, yeah, it, it's, it, they don't want certain guys, you know, doing this. And it just killed me last night when they were all, like, freaking out about Chris Jericho, and I'm just sitting there like, um, weren't y'all the same bastard last year so pissed off about The Rock being here? Yeah. To which I was like, it's the fucking Rock. He's here. Be happy. Remember when he avoided us for 20 years now? He's here. He wants to say hi. Let him say hi. Like, I told everybody last night, I was just like, the WWE, stop listening to the internet. Stop listening to what they want, who they say you should sign, who you should bring up. Because honestly, it's not doing anything but ruining your shows and ruining guys on your roster. Why? Because these hoes ain't loyal. They jump on one guy this week, the next week they need him. Okay? Yeah. They want somebody else. They ain't loyal. Okay? They're thoughts. Don't listen to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, mean, it's true. I think you're the first person to say thoughts. The next week they hate them. I think you're the first person to say thoughts on the podcast. Well, like we try to, you know, we try to actually be, we try our best and then fail miserably, but we try to like 
our best to be like balanced and fair, you know, and not be sexist. But it's hard to do that in professional wrestling. But you know, but so you broke, you just broke barriers, like you, yep. <laughs> you not bro- broke the walls down. I might say. Um. Yeah. I mean, just the the blatant inconsistency. Like me and Rich talked about this. I think on the immediate. I think immediately I say this after the uh, Meredith and CM Punk podcast we did after he left. Yep. I said, like, if CM Punk, if this was somebody we didn't like, they had pulled this, we'd kill him. Yep, if that was Cena. <laughs> like, let, like, let Randy Orton have done what's what Punk did. Like, people would have killed him. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, my God. Let's, let's kick Vince's ass. Like, CM, yeah, Punk, CM Punk has people ready to line up outside the, side the office and do, like, a, you know, what, what was that thing they were doing on Wall Street? Like, they're, they're, oh, they will have people uh, occupying occupy, WWE. Occupy WWE. Meanwhile, CM Punk doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I love, and, I, and the thing that still gets me to this day is people will say, well, you know, he he was right. Like, they didn't want to. Sure he was. Like, he, by him doing that, he enabled Daniel Bryan to, you know, actually do this. Like, yeah, because CM Punk cared about Daniel Bryan. Or anyone else. Yeah, like, he did this yeah. because of him. Like, regardless of whatever his reasons were, like, I don't think, like, whether he was beat up, he was burnt out, whatever, I don't think what came to mind was, you know, if I leave, this will let my this will let Daniel Bryan become you know, wrestle two times in WWE and have like the biggest. Who'll get the spot I want. Yeah. Like I I don't yeah. think this was the case. Maybe I, that's I just me it, being use my brain, but I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I found it hilarious when fans were saying like CM Punk left because he figured him revolting was uh his way of the complete violence believing in Daniel Bryan. I'm like um, are, are we looking at the same shit, people? He left. He don't give a fuck about who they push. He is on break. Okay, when people break, they break. Okay, <laughs> they don't care who all of them, who got fired, who's getting hired. They on break, okay? Don't call and tell me JPG finally got fired. I don't give a damn. I'm on break, okay? Just hit me up, Randy. Like, like, they're supposed to say to the company, oh, let's now push Daniel Barney. Really? Like, people, are, are you that dumbfounded? He's on break. I just got to put myself on I mean, real quick. I mean, I think really what it really comes down to is people just want to, they want to cape up for whoever, like, they want to cape up for. So they make excuses. <laughs> and I mean, and that's, that's generally how it works. But the, I just, I, I, like, just get, I don't understand, like, the biases. Like, it's just a fake sport. It's yeah. not that serious. Like, y'all... Y'all, we all know wrestling is scripted, so why is it? Why does it matter so much? Like this isn't like a. I I, I just don't get it. Because there's nothing else to do, James. Like, like me personally, (laughs) when we start when we when we started this podcast, this this, I mean we do so much wrestling that it's almost as as if this never existed. But this podcast was meant to be essentially a um, a pop culture podcast, so that pertains to sports, music, film. Um, doc, or sports music, film, TV. TV, or whatever, and and this also became a part of it. So, you know, as you mentioned, like the indie shows, that's the reason why, like, I don't watch indie shows because I wouldn't dare go on a podcast expecting people to listen to me talk about um, some guy I, I've seen down the, the World Series, the World Series of college baseball. I would never expect anybody to actually listen to me talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm just saying like it's minor league, it's minor league wrestling. And no knock against those guys because you know it's all generally the same, but like those guys don't have don't have the like the what they like the particular parts in in house you have to actually wrestle on camera yet on like on those cameras. Um, but I forgot what my point was going to be. Oh um, yeah, it's just I don't really understand 
why people take such a huge make this such a big deal. Like we always talk about the internet wrestling fan seems to want a meritocracy to where everything's worked off of how good you are in the ring or how good your qualities mm-hmm. are on the ring. But then like the greatest talker of all time comes out to, you know, get into promos with CM Punk who's the best of his gener one of the best of his generation, if not the best of his generation, but people ain't having that. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't get I never understood it since I've been involved with the internet. So when I see people like, oh, blah, 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 I hate this guy because he's going against my guy. And I'm like, okay, I understand that with wrestling fans. Like, we don't want certain guys going against our guy. You know, this is the guy we're following. Understandable. But when I see people acting psychotic with this shit, and I'm sitting there going, it's yes. a TV show, people. It's a TV show. Sarah, when we when um Rollins turned on Reigns, like me and you probably spent like twenty minutes sending like like screen capping pictures back and forth like of you know outraged wrestling fans like it was like cut for yeah. Rollins and you know Seth Rollins that yes cut for Rollins like fuck that nigga Rollins like putting his action figure on the um on the stovetop you know threatening to burn it and I all think, that I honestly think like the best like. Uh, the epitome of the internet wrestling fan is Russell Ma- or is the Royal Rumble, the fat kid that that, that marked out and lost his mind <laughs> when Rock beat uh, CM, CM Punk. Punk at Russell or sorry WrestleMania at Royal Rumble when he's like he he just beat him with people's elbow and then fucking throw, elbow yeah like I, I mean, mean four hundred thirty four days for a fucking movie yeah like I don't understand like bro it, it's not like do you Plural. do you want him to like to hold the belt for like you know ever for one thousand four hundred days like Hulk Hogan like that's what you wanted. That's you wanted that kind of run. You wanted four years and like t- some days. I don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, I, I I don't get it. And then some of them like you know when I used to work with Angry Marks and like oh my god I used to get in arguments with them before I left. Thank Jesus. Um, Seems like you should have been on One Nation Radio a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only I knew you existed. <laughs> because you know my last year you know. It was between people sending me stupid ass DMs about bullshit I said, and then the next week they would send me DMs and be like, oh, yeah, right. And I'm like, yeah, because I actually have a brain. You know, I have common sense. Like, I, there was like this argument about like, they got, they were pissed off about the lock being part time, and I'm going, um, Chris Sherrill's had how many cups of coffee the past couple of years? And nobody said shit? You know, they got all pissed off about that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, people, but Chris Jarrett was a great athlete and everything, but it's the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't deserve anything. We get what we get, and we got to we gotta find a way to live with that shit. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. If Stone Cold Steve Austin decides to come and have this cup of coffee, I'm not going to get upset. It's Stone Cold. Like, those big names group. Like, all those other names these IWC guys are crazy about. Like, I'm sorry, Antonio Cesaro, so cold Steve Watson. Which one is going to be higher? I think, Let's think about it. I think, I mean, another thing, well, just particularly with the rock thing, they also have to throw in the dynamic of the, of the race element. Oh, yeah. That always that goes into that as well. Um, mm-hmm. And also the people, the fact that they didn't want, like, given how the, how you know whatever you thought of them, their match, Cena and his match at WrestleMania 28, you never like it was almost felt like there was an inevitability that 
you know, those two are going to wrestle each other again at 29, and we don't know if that, they can have, she have a better match. So people were just like, it's not, you know, it got stale really quick. And granted, I mm-hmm. mean, and obviously, whatever you think of 28, you damn sure don't think any, you don't damn sure don't think um, 29 is better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's 28 kinda, was like a moment in time. Yeah, it's pretty much just like a oh god, like once a gener- like twice a generation. That's what the, that was the joke. So yeah. I, I mean, I get there are there were valid complaints about having the rock around, but it it didn't seem like that's like they were arguing about the the like the valid points of the criticism. It was always like he shouldn't have broke Punk's streak when it's like all right, he just fought. Like I don't understand if you guys don't get this or not, but Cena, the Rock came back for for Cena. In the meantime, mm-hmm. he decided to come back to wrestle the hottest guy under the sun and wrestle the same number of times. Just wasn't on WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know what we're really complaining about. Was he going to take the belt? Like, what else yeah. was CM Punk going to do? Like, if he doesn't lose to the Rock, he's going to lose to Cena. Do you yeah. want to see him lose to Cena? <laughs> and the answer would have been hell no. It's like, all right, so who would he have dropped the belt to? They would have wanted Daniel Bryan, but that wasn't feasible. At Daniel that Bryan wasn't hot enough at that point. Even then. <laughs> You're still a team I just don't get the, the the mind frame with like a lot of these fans that are like trumpeting that CM Punk is like the best in the world. And I mean, he said it a million times, so I, I guess he believes it. Yeah, Wale had a problem with that too in the interview. He, really? said, he said um, he just doesn't understand the whole best in the world thing. Like, what like what is he the best at? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's the same thing when it comes to you saying you're the best at anything. It's a, yeah. I mean, and it sticks. Uh, obviously, you know, me personally. I, I, we got, me and you got back into wrestling, and we talk about this a lot, but like 2011, like right after WrestleMania 27, and if you had told me, now granted, it's, it's not no way possible, if you were to tell me like a certain percentage of the best wrestlers, the best X number of wrestlers in the world are in WWE, if you had told me during mm-hmm. that time who was the best wrestler in the world, I probably would have said CM Punk was somewhere on that list, at least for WWE. Mm-hmm. Now, it took me, you know, it took me about, it took me about five Daniel Bryan matches at Washington to be like, yeah, Daniel Bryan is probably a better wrestler than Punk. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if he's in the discussion, and he's first to say it. It's almost like the like the Ti King of the South thing. Yeah. Like, you may not even be close to like CM Punk was closer to being the best wrestler in the world than Punk than Ti at that point being the the King of the South. Yeah. But it, it, he said the shit and it stuck. Like you, you I'm the king. Like it's fake sports. You, who's gonna check him about it and actually be like realistic? But now he's about to shoot Floyd. So you know. For <laughs> <laughs> me, it's like what are people basing this on? Is he best promo guy? Is he best technically? You know, what is he? How is he being the best in the world? Like, what are you basing it on? Or, or are you just following him because he claims to be the best, best in the world? Like, for me, I, I guess because I watch so much outside product and I'm familiar with other things and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, you're good, but there's so many other guys that are under the company and some guys that are not in the company that are probably in TNA or working in Japan or somewhere else who... You can even lace up their boots, honey. Like, there's a lot of guys under that company that are the best and will probably never know because they probably won't even get fucking push. So, for well, me, when he says that, I'm like, it's, it's just hilarious to me when I see that he says that and then you have this fan saying it online. When I watch Kenta from over in Japan, 
And when you watch Kenta, you're like, okay, some of this shit's familiar, okay? Something ain't right here. And then you realize that TM Punk has lifted his whole fucking moveset from this guy. Yeah. He, he didn't yeah. do his Go measure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Yeah, he, he, he innovated that move. Kenta. Yeah. Not punk. And, oh, and another thing that's funny oh. about that is he, he stole a finisher that's kind of whack. Like, <laughs> yeah, my, like, I'm going to lift you on a fire... Like, think of the, think of the logic behind the, 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 the go to sleep. I'm going to put you in a fire, Miss Carey, and then drop you and then knee you in the head. How about you just knee him in the head? Yeah. That seems like kind of that seems like kind of like a waste of time and energy, but there's no there's no like there's no swiftness out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like sweet shit music can strike any time. I carry you out of, out of nowhere. Yep. Like I have to pick you up, then drop your ass back down and hit he should have came out with a running knee before Dale Bryan did. Yeah, but and, and that's another move that was a Kenta move. Yeah. Too. Um, but you know we're uh we're 80 minutes in almost for One Nation Radio. We'll probably have Sarah back on in the future. Uh, no, we'll have her back definitely. Um. Want to thank Sierra for coming on the show. Um, this is no problem. Excellent episode, I might add. Just you know, um, make sure you guys are um, rating us and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, we're official iTunes podcast now, and you know it's pretty pretty big for us. We had an excellent week with our numbers last week, um, and just thank all the fans around the world for supporting One Nation <laughs> Radio because it's 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 quite puzzling. I'm like, man, we got people listen to us in Iraq. Like, word, it's like that. What up, Iraq? Hey, man, you can't be saying Iraq on stuff that's going to go over audio on the internet. You can't do that. You have damn... You have oh, well. Na- you, got- <laughs> you got the damn NSA trying to... to All right. Out. What up, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Is that any better? God damn it. Yeah, and I meant to tell you guys, last week, the, if so-and-so were a black wrestler, they got a... Really? I'm sorry, say again? If so-and-so was a black wrestler, would they have got over? Really? The ultimate warrior? <laughs> I'm thinking of... Him having like the, um, remember back in the day when, uh, Rick James had those braids with the beads on? Yeah. He's like, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Just like, going around their beads just flying. Oh, Rick James gimmick? Oh, God. No, well, the thing was just like, imagine if, in particular, like, rest, like, imagine if Undertaker was black. Does that gimmick get over in 1990? Okay. Uh, how can you convince this black guy is dead? Well, like, what are you going to do with that? I'm assuming that you have to find, like, someone with the same equal de- desperation like Undertaker had. Like, apparently yeah. he had bounced around so many times, he was like, I'll do any." Like, the rumor yeah. is, he's like, I'll do anything except just don't put me in the, gob- the gobbledygooker costume. Yep. That was the... That was the Undertaker <laughs> or gobbledygooker? Yeah, so, like, that's how it turned out to be Undertaker. Like, like, what if you're, you know, for example, I joked, I said, like, yeah, you asked me Sting, because, you, mm-hmm. you know, Sting was my guy growing up. I said, yeah, Sting, like, the Amer- you drape him in the American, the American flag, just bash at the beach, Sting, fight flare, that works. Yeah, and I said, he, he had, he, you know, had, instead of having the guy over here from Street Fighter, he has a hot top like Scotty Pippen, yeah. But if you're making him the crow Sting, and he's out here coming down, descending from the Raptors, and, 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 with a, you know, with a trench coat on, he's beating up all these white dudes with baseball bats, that shit ain't happening. They're not going for that. They're not going for yeah, that. They, right? So, like, yeah, these white people ain't going to be okay with Sting just lowering stuff down to the ring all fast. Like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not, man? That's not for you, baby. Yeah, same thing. So, like, that, that's, that's you know, that it was just funny. Something to go after. Like, Jake the Snake Roberts. Like, you got to, like, how many brothers you know are snake trainers? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they, like, like, they apply that, like, they apply that crap as their hobby. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, yeah, he out here with these Burmese pythons. Yeah, when you guys got to Nick Foley, I just, I just died. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a brother? 
sitting around and playing on talking about have a nice day. You're like, what? Really? No, black mankind's the funniest incarnation too. Like you can imagine, like black dude love. Like black dude love. Like they ain't too. They ain't really too much to really think. Like you can imagine yeah. there's a black dude love definitely. Like he would be doing that movie with Tootsie Roll. He'd be done. Yeah, out there like yeah. So like like put it this way: if it was black, if it was black dude love, we add him to the list. We would add him to the list of racial stereotype gimmicks they done on WWE. Yeah, you like that's racist. Uh, now. <laughs> For me personally, but black black mankind like that is a whole nother level of hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry, black man, bro. Undertaker pulling bro, his hair out, bro. Pulling the nappy roots out. He's out there in the dungeon or in the doldrums, and he's out there like, eating on like grabbing rats and eating them or whatever. <laughs> other mankind is doing. Yeah. Another one, like but like another mankind incarnation, right? Mm-hmm. We're in Pittsburgh. It's 1998, and it is King of the Ring. Yeah. Right. Undertaker versus King versus Mankind, Black Mankind, King of the Ring. Black Mankind goes up the goes up the hell on the cell and gets his ass thrown off. Brothers ain't brothers. That's in a match. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Brothers ain't going back up there for more and then getting choke slammed in the fucking uh, cell. Nah, it's over. First off, like only Black Mankind can think of off the time it was New Jack. That was it. Only person that would have done it. Yeah. But instead of him New Jack being, asking how much you're paying me. New Jack would just be been on like you got a line for me? I imagine <laughs> imagine New Jack on WW WWF, bro. I can't. Cussing. I can't. Like they have to bleep him all the time. I can't. Like that was like Sarah, I don't know if you had caught I'll I'll send this to you. My, uh, oh my shoot God. interview column. New I had New Jack ranked at number one just because it was absolutely hilarious and you can't tell if he's working you or if he's dead serious. Oh yeah, I've seen it. It's fucking hilarious. Like, he's so he's so angry. He's so angry. Like he calling every he's cussing every everybody's mfers. Like the stuff he said about Lawler, yeah. the stuff he said about like all oh, damn. Man. Like it, so he was talking about Kevin Nash. Yeah, like I mean, like and, and the thing is, he's so negative. Like there was only like if somebody was cool, he'd be like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's cool. I learned off Tracy Smothers, they be, dirty white boy, all that stuff. And then like those were my teachers. And then he'll get into just blasting somebody else right after yeah, that. Yeah, but like the stuff he said, but like everything is so negative. But the stuff he says about then like somebody is a positive thing. He'd be like, oh, he's cool. But let me tell you about this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we gonna wrap up One Nation Radio. Uh, his shoes are hilarious. Like I can't help but when I see that they're advertising as new, and I'm like, whoop, I gotta see this one. And he's the only person I could say that. Even though he's fucking crazy, is that if he don't like somebody, he don't like him. He's done. Right. We're almost out of time, though. We're going to stop uh, recording. We'll uh, continue this convo. Later. This is One Nation Radio. Later.